Welcome to Two Bees in a Podcast with Downtown Donna Brown, Brooke Westcar, and me, Sofia Angeliki. Ah, oh, what? Coolest last name ever. Ever. <laughs> And I actually, I think she's my only true Greek friend. I think I, I've, I've met several people that have just a little bit in them in there or, you know, half, but you're full Greek, correct? I, I am. I was actually born in Greece uh, and then Im- imported to the United States. I was adopted by a Greek American family and literally imported to the United States. Very cool. How old were you? I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. 13 months. So, baby. Okay, cool. Oh, that's awesome. I I never knew that. Yeah. I have a. I know know you. I don't. Yeah. I know you, but I don't know you. I know. I, I feel the same way. It's like. Yeah, I mean, I know you. I know who you are. I know, you know, I know so much about you. But likewise, and I feel yeah. like I have forever because I've always heard so much about you. Yes. And we finally met face to face. I guess it was probably maybe about five or six years ago. I think when, when we met when John came and we and I first met Kara. Uh, Kara. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah, and then we got um, together and had lunch and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you uh, were born in Greece, and then you were adopted here in America. And so um, I know this is going to sound silly, but I'm just going to ask you anyway. So you've been back to Greece, correct? Several times. Oh, yeah. Um, my now former husband and I used to go every summer. Uh, he has... Two homes there. Um, and so, yeah, I went back every year, at least once a year. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it was nice. It was nice. I miss it. I miss yeah. going. I miss a lot of the people. Um, I've, of course, you know, kept in touch, um, you know, via social media and, you know, the internet and stuff. But, it's not the same. Yeah, this will be the third summer now that I can't go. Um, oh, wow. I was planning on going this summer, but yeah, <laughs> I think not. Now. A lot of a lot of plans have, have been changed and canceled uh, for sure. The world so. is going to change. Yes, yes it the will, world as sure. we knew it has been canceled. That's yeah. my favorite thing. Um, I'm assuming. Do you live in Florida right now? I do. I do. Okay, I live so- right here in Jacksonville. It's uh, we're recording on a Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday. I don't know what the heck day of the week it is. Um, And the governor just announced today that we're going to have our my favorite is it's like a Floridian version of a lockdown. We're not calling it a lockdown. We're calling it a safer at home ordinance, Um, which cracks me up because it's like our governor is afraid to say anything to make anyone actually have feelings. So (laughs) we're having just anyone. I know it's cr- and then uh, my my grandmother and I were reading through the uh, essential businesses that are staying open. And I think mm-hmm. that people in America, definitely people in Florida, but people in America as a whole have forgotten what the word essential actually means, because that list is frightening. Gun stores remain open because apparently they're essential. Uh <laughs> Lawn care companies 
they're open because apparently that's essential. And because we're in Florida, pool companies and pool maintenance also essential. I'm not really sure. Okay. So <laughs> let me, because I, 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 although I fired the pool guy, because <laughs> I've lost my income, but I've still got the lawn guy because I can't do my own. Yeah, lawn. no, I mean, and I understand I mean, that. I can't. I feel and like so, so for me, unless I want my neighbors calling the city on my ass, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, your neighbors better not I mean, calling the city. The lawn guy, he's time. essential. <laughs> I mean, Florida, we okay. all know our. Your- Control, but, but if your neighbors but, call the city on you within a month, we need to kick those neighbors' asses. Yeah. So, <laughs> here, here's a point. You know, here's a point question, I Sophia. Lot, I don't have a Is, lot of neighbors that have <clears throat> somewhat um, conservative, shall we say, political proclivities. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's a very important question: Is is the long guy good looking? He is, um, but not, I, you know, I, I do, he, he, not my type and way too young. What? Don't ever say not way too young. Not my type and way too young. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, Donna, it's true because that, you know, they say that, and I say the word boys because they say boys mature more slowly than girls. So, I mean, right. I did marry someone 15 years older than me to just, okay. to, just to have equal. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's yeah, that was normal back then. No, I'm a I'm a little gun shy still. Um yeah. uh yeah, I, I'm just not not ready for that. It was funny too because I was reading through the list of questions and I was trying to come up with like okay, like one of the ones that I remember like thinking about the answer to is like, you know, which celebrity would I count as a perfect 10? And I, I, you know, kind of, kind of struggled with that for a little bit. And I was like, Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's beautiful. She's she's amazing too. I mean, she's like a a humanitarian and she's, she's beautiful inside and out, you know? I think she's got like a really interesting, weird quality. I think that's what's cool about her. Like Mm -hmm. the brains and I were just watching Ghost World, which is like, when she was really young and she's just so odd and weird. And I was like, no wonder she's famous. Some casting director was like, what is this human? I like her. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's so honest and free and it's, it's nice. It's, you know, it's compelling Mm -hmm. that she's beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I don't know you, Sophia. Um, So I'd like to learn a little bit about you currently Along with our listeners, they'll learn too. So tell me about yourself. Like, what do you do? What what what's your life story? We know a little bit about the the origin story, but give us some more info. We know you have okay. two dogs. We heard them before I, we started. I have, so you can I share have that. two little dogs, and they're kind of my family. Uh, as far as you know, who lives with me? Little doggies. Um, my mom is still living. She's ninety seven. Or okay, she'll be ninety seven a week from today. That's awesome. Uh, and um, under normal circumstances, I see her regularly. It's been a while since I saw her uh, because I'm not allowed to see her uh, in the current mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been weird, but we talk every day. Uh, and I've got a brother who lives in Arizona with his 
fourth, his fourth wife. Um, and uh, let's see, what do I do? I, I'm very involved in politics. Um, and I am actually currently trying to find work, believe it or not. Uh, my ex, who has been paying me alimony since we divorced, uh, lost his job. So he is going to have to continue paying me for a little while. Um, but then that'll end and I haven't worked in 20 years, but that's okay. I'll figure something out. I'm actually applying for pot jobs, um, in the cannabis industry. Uh, I think it's something I very much believe in. I am a medical marijuana patient, um, and have not had any pharmaceuticals of any kind, uh, for two years now. Wow. And I was on a whole host of antidepressant, anti-anxiety, painkillers. I mean, this long list of, of pharmaceuticals. And I don't need them and I don't want them. And um, I feel a thousand times better than I ever felt taking them. Uh, and That's so awesome. I want to... So, I mean, it's unfortunate that you find yourself, I think... A lot of people internationally are finding themselves in similar positions of mm -hmm. um, where is income coming from. Uh, Rains and myself, we're we're okay right now. Um, right. I'm still getting paid. I am losing about four hundred dollars a month in the extra stuff I did at work, tutoring and different things for the kids. Mm -hmm. I can't do that because we're not in person. So right. the extra, which we needed, being people who, you know, uh, lower middle class Americans. Um, we needed that. Don't mm -hmm. have it. So we're we're cutting it close, but we're still okay until the summer months when, you know, my husband, um, we don't know if his college classes will make. If they mm. if students aren't taking classes, maybe he won't have work in the summer. So we're not really sure where our future mm -hmm. is, but I think a lot of people are feeling that way. Um, but it's cool that you at least have an interest that you can pursue. Um, and I think that's great that you feel so passionately about it. I actually have a friend here in our neighborhood who feels the same way. Her mother uh, works in the cannabis industry, and she's a big uh, fan of uh, oils and holistic medicine and things like that mm -hmm. as opposed to pharmaceuticals. So, um, right. Very cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I have family that has the, you know, the card, you know, for the medical marijuana and stuff like mm -hmm. that because they're in so much pain and um but I've always been a big advocate for it and, um, you know, voted for it when it came across in mm -hmm. the ballots for Florida. And um, there's so many people that benefit from that, that, that just like yourself, right? That you can mm -hmm. get off all of those other pharmaceutical type of medications and stuff right. and turn to this. That's something that's very natural, very mm -hmm. just, um, you know, and um, and you said you you, you feel great, you know, and I and do better than you I probably do. have. Yeah, I do. I, I, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And I feel like I'm getting there naturally. And in spite of like, I mean, you know, all this kind of the, the colossal duty that's hitting the fan right now. And I'm okay. And mm -hmm. and two years ago, I'd have been curled up in the fetal position in a corner someplace. I, I would have not been able to to handle 
mm-hmm. this with any reasonable amount of grace. So, Brooke, I will tell you how I know Sophia. Is that okay? okay? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sophia is really good friends with um, my candy. Uh, her, you know, her best friend, John, that lives in Japan. I, would say, I heard her say John and Kara. So, John, yes. and I can't remember his, was it his wife? Oh, and- the, the godparents? They were no. Kara's. What am I thinking? John no, lives was- in Japan. Okay. Yes. I met him once. Yes. Yeah. And that's what he used uh, to call her. He was big gay John. <laughs> <laughs> so um so John and Sophia, so you've you've known each other for years, correct? Did you not go I, how did y'all meet? Yeah, we did. I met John. In fact, this year we know each other for 40 years. Oh wow. Okay. So that's how I've met Sophia, but I've always heard about her. I mean, John, you know, being around John and everything, he's always talked about her and um, a few other people that actually I knew. um, But I had always heard about Sophia and I finally met her years ago that in John, whenever he came to town, I think he was staying with you. Correct. Sophia, when they they came to town. So, um, so that's the first time I had ever met her face to face and of course loved her immediately because I am drawn to people that are truly themselves. She's, you know, I, I find that you're, I love people that are very eccentric and true to themselves. And that's what drew me to you. And Aww, um, so immediately we became friends on Facebook. We stayed in contact that way, um, stayed in touch. And uh, so anyway, that's how we know each other. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. No, Donna sent me uh, just a photo um, with your name from Facebook. And I just with your, uh, oh, God, I haven't been on Facebook in so long. What are the terminologies? With your profile photo and your cover photo, I was like, I like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty already. cool. <laughs> <laughs> For an old broad. <laughs> she, like I said, I was drawn to you. Laughed so much that you know that day. Um, But Sophia is, I mean, truly one of a kind. Um, So whenever you and John were going to college, what were you like in college? What what? Because I I know he's a hot mess. He makes me laugh and smile the whole time. You did that entire day that we had lunch. I mean, we just laughed and carried on about nothing really in particular. You know what I mean? We just we were very. I don't know. We were just. We enjoyed each other's company, all of us, you know, having lunch. We clicked. We all clicked yes. as a group. Yes. Yeah, we did. So what were you like in school? Uh, a lot like I am now, except I partied way more. Um, <laughs> I was, I, you know, I was a, a veritable fixture at the El Goya because, you know, Tuesday nights were quarter drink night, so... <laughs> we were regulars, you know, it was, it was great. It was, you know, we, we, we partied a lot. We, I was in the theater, of course, um, with John, uh, did, you know, a, a good deal of acting was my, was my focus, but I did a lot of tech. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, uh, modeled for the art department to make money, which was nice. I always wanted to do that in college, but Never, never ended up doing it. My friend Jay and I were just, we talked about it all the time and we just never actually went and did it. It was, it was great. It was a great way to make way more money than you could make 
doing anything else. I mean, at that time when minimum wage was pretty much all you could get for stuff and minimum wage back then was like, I don't know, 365 or something, you know, and I was getting paid nine bucks an hour to sit still. Yeah. You know, it was nice. I actually have um, two paintings and two drawings that people made of me. That's awesome. Yeah, I always yeah. wanted to do it. We kind of, we uh, approach the subject with it being like, this is a great way to kind of boost your self-esteem in a way because it's putting yourself out there, but in a safe split, in a safe space. Mm -hmm. um, and we just never ended up doing it. I think when we were in college, you couldn't do it at your own college. I guess there was like, you know, we don't want. You must be younger than me. Well, yeah. We didn't care about shit like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> they wanted you to do it at a different college because they didn't, I guess they didn't yeah. want painter people to be like, hey, see that girl hey, over there? <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It was a private university, too. That could have something to do with it. Uh, oh, that's awesome. I, uh, I, yeah, no, I enjoyed, I enjoyed school. I, you know, I enjoyed being young, maybe a little too much, um, made a lot of interesting choices, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still here and I can't say that for a lot of my peers. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And so you went to school in Tampa, correct? Isn't that where y'all in Tampa? Mm -hmm. USF. Was it? Yep. Go Bulls. Yep. Even though one of the reasons <laughs> that I went to USF instead of, um, as I was, every all my family wanted me to go to FSU because all the girls in my family had gone to FSU, but they were all like sorority girls too, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. I was never much of a sorority girl. Like I know you can't picture, you know, how unsorority I am. <laughs> I um, I was the same. I felt the same way. Um, FSU is the best school in Florida for theater, but I didn't even I didn't even really consider it as an option. And then um, same thing happened to me when I signed up to go to college lots of different people were like so are you gonna rush first i was like what the hell does that mean <laughs> yeah, right. i don't hell if i know and then um had people because i i guess i sort of look like a sorority girl but yeah no i was like you want me to pay people to hang out with me and tell me what to wear on certain days i'm good on right that. right sure. okay yeah. like i had a friend back my freshman year and i had said something about that people were trying to get me to rush even at usf and he was like why you want to be in one of them rent a friend agencies that's funny well, i mean i do know lots of people that have great stories from it and stories of sisterhood and stuff but i always felt like theater was sort of that in itself you right theater we is a weird that. brand of family the family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why, I mean, John is my brother, you know, yeah, John. Yeah. I mean, it's funny when I say, you know, when I count the five people that I, are the closest to me in my life and John mm -hmm. Owens is like second or third on that list. You know? yeah. um, I, uh, we have long loved each other. Oh, yeah. I love John. 
Yeah, yeah, theater is this weird special thing that a lot of people don't fully understand. My husband and I are both theater people and we sort of talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's different levels. Like there's this weird thing that happens sometimes where um, you're in a play, you get really close with a certain group of people. I remember in college specifically, I did Crimes of the Heart and it's a play about three sisters. Oh. And there are other people yeah. there, but there's three sisters and like two or three other characters, very small. So we spent all this time together and the three sisters, we like really bonded and you know, it, you have to, to, to play it right, to play it real. Right. Right. And for it to look real. Yeah. That connection happens. And then yeah. it's funny because when the play was over, it was like, Hey, in the hallway. And then there yeah. was this weird like thing. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you, you know, you do uh, like my friend Janae and I were in so many things together and worked on so many projects together that it becomes that, best friend, second part of you, you know, your right arm kind of thing. So theater is just weird because it creates these different things. And, uh, you know, um, Reigns is a director. He has, uh, he just done acting also, but he's much more of a director. And so the relationships that he forms with people in the theater are even different. So it's just so strange and it's so interesting. Um, and I love it. It's so weird and great. It is. It is wonderful. It's because it, it is. There's there's a not just the the family, but everybody. Every there's this energy that happens. Yeah. That I've never experienced anywhere else. No, I think it's because it's such a collaborative art form. You know, you mm-hmm. you're all there to support each other, and you have to be right, because right. if anyone's if anyone's out there on their own island, it doesn't work. And so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can see. I like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> She's a keeper. So what makes you feel inspired or, or like, you know, maybe your best self? My best self. Um, giving, doing, um, giving back. Mm-hmm. Being a part of a community, being part of something that's greater than myself inspires me. I'm inspired by, um, I, I feel the best when I'm doing stuff that helps others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, me too. I'm like, I, I feel so awkward when people try to do for me or... You know, or, or I just, oh, no, I, I, no. I can't stand it. I don't, I don't know why that is. I Do you don't see like what society has done to us? That is mm-hmm. society has done that to women as a whole. We don't know how to accept compliments when people do right. literally just yesterday, my in-laws, Oh my God, they wanted us to come over so they can put toilet paper at the end of the driveway and we could pick up some toilet paper from them. And they were like, we're also going to let you open your birthday presents. And I'm like the whole ride there. I'm like, there's people that are going to be watching me from more than six feet away, open a present, and I'm expected to react a certain way, and I am so stressed about this. <laughs> and I, I mean, it was fine. It's okay, but, but that's the kind of thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you unwrap a turd for them to see you to open it up and go. And if you ask, you ask my husband, parents usually give us turds. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just saying, you know. <laughs> um, but I feel the same way. I love gift giving. I mm-hmm. love um, the thing that makes me feel the greatest is like when I'm working with my students and like one of them really gets something or they're like really right. pumped about something that happens in a book we're reading or something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, best day ever. It's little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'm with you on that. Something about putting the attention elsewhere and it kind of comes back to you. Like, I, I don't, this isn't for me, but it is. It's good. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. so odd for me to say that because I DJ, but usually the attention is never on me. I play the music and everything and everybody's watching the people on the dance floor. They're watching the bride and groom or whoever's birthday party it is. They're, that's the person that's everybody's watching, not me, right. so to speak. You yeah. know, and yeah. um, but if somebody like um, offers to buy me lunch or do something nice for me, um, I don't know how to accept. I, mm-hmm. I'm i like, uh, no, I, uh, no. Well, you know. okay, so you're about a decade or so younger than I am, right? You're in your I'll 40s be, still? Well, yes, I'll be 50 on Friday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, you're eight years younger than I am. Um, coming up that's on not, nine. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. So. It, it, nine, whatever. It's It's the better part of a decade. Give it a little time. Because that's, I've never been comfortable with any of that, like with accepting compliments, accepting gifts, accepting mm-hmm. any, you know, like, because I really had a problem with my own value and finding it and mm-hmm. understanding it. Um, and, and it's just been in the last couple of years that I've really come to this place where you know, where I am starting to realize my worth for the first time in my life. It's and it really, just sometimes it just takes, I don't know, certain impetus. There's just something that happens and it's like, you know what? Life's too short for me to go around apologizing all the time. Yeah. Life's too short for me to go around feeling bad about shit mm-hmm. that people want to do for me. Oh, you want to do something for me now? Please. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. That was something, Donna, last year I read um, Chrissy Metz. We talked about her before, the actress that's on, oh, Lord, This Is Us. Um, she mm-hmm. just had a movie. She's a singer, whatever. I read her book, and I don't know why. I don't usually like self-help style books. Like, I, you know, and it's like somebody gives, you read a piece of advice, and you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, however, I picked hers up, and then the first chapter she totally sold me and it was a story ba- just talking about what we're talking about right now. She basically said that she was um, doing an interview um, and her makeup person and hair person was working on her face and her hair and the interviewer was standing there and he said something to her about, but this was like pre-interview. He was like, Oh, I just love your singing voice. And she said, I was embarrassed, but I said, okay, thank you. And um, he said, you know, I think that you should record an album. And her, her, she said, without a hesitation, she went, oh, God, no, I could never do that. And then because she just thought like, oh, no, like I'm not good enough. Right. And what's a classic like female mm. response is to sort of just shove it away. Yeah. Oh, pff, me? No, oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so she just pushed it away and he kind of got awkward. And then she si- sort of looked at her hairstylist and noticed that she sort of looked a little awkward. And she was like, but I, I thank you for saying that. I, you know, may, maybe I'll consider that. And when the interviewer left the room, the hairstylist said, I really like that you sort of changed your answer to him because there's this thing that happens when talented or beautiful people are given a compliment and they deflect it. It makes the person that gave the compliment feel like, well, if she thinks that about herself, what does she think of me? Mm-hmm. And so I Right, you, because we yeah. did put them on a pedestal. And you so... Do. So if you say, you know, if you go to Scarlett Johansson and you're like, wow, you're so beautiful. And she goes, oh, God, what me? You know, you're like, Jesus Christ, am I a freaking 
a dog? Like what? No, <laughs> what I just beat her to, you know? to a pulp. Exactly. <laughs> to a pulp. Pull but a if she goes, oh, gosh, thank you. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think you're pretty? Well, let me make sure you're right. <laughs> exactly. So I, when I read that, I was like, okay, conscious effort to just say thank you, even if I feel totally weird about it. Just mm-hmm. say thank you and. Right. I, my my go-to is when someone's like, wow, you're really cute. You look so cute today. I'm like, thanks. Mm-hmm. I got this at Target. I don't know why. I'm like, why did I show you that? <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't ask. I just <laughs> Honey, I'm, I'm, I'm a veritable mini pearl when it comes to that. I wish I could wear the, the price tags on some of my clothes because everything's a bargain. <laughs> well, I'm proud of my bargain shopping. Oh, for sure. But no, that was like a conscious effort. I just started last year was trying not to, because Reigns would get, my husband would get really upset with me about that. If he would say something like, you look great today. And I would be like, oh, and make a fit. He gets mad because as soon as I listen, I make the world's most ugly face. And then, but last Aww. year I was like, okay, conscious effort. Not going to do that. So yeah. even if I like, you know, freaking quarantine over here, I've got my sweatshirt on, no bra, sweatpants, <laughs> been wearing for three days. And he's like, you look really cute today. I'm like, thanks, babe. I'm like, you lie like a rug. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this this whole quarantine, this whole staying in the house thing has not done much for my personal grooming habits. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just reading uh, people's Internet memes about that very thing. They were doing like movie makeovers and they had the, except for they had the after as the before and the before is the after. And they were like, we're doing reverse movie makeovers. Like we're slowly turning into the bushy eyebrowed <laughs> COVID movie makeovers. Exactly. <laughs> well, what was one of the things that I posted? I think it was yesterday is like, um, you want to keep yourself at home, shave both of your eyebrows off. <gasps> that'll, that'll keep you home. Oh yeah. For a couple of months, they don't grow fast. No. Well, I should know because I actually shaved one of mine off last year. Yeah. I don't think I, I did around that. around Christmas time, and I had to go DJ that night. Oh dear God! What? Girl, I've yeah. okay. the story, and I'm still shocked. All right. See, now I want to know the story because yes. So I, of course, have bushy eyebrows, right? So I have these clippers that I trim them, and then of course, you know, the guard was missing. I didn't pay attention because. Because Amanda had taken them off to trim the boys around their ears because we cut their hair and their neck. So she didn't, she swears that she put the guard back on, but whatever, she did not. So me not paying attention, the guard was not on there and my entire left eyebrow <laughs> shaved off. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so Did you leave it just one shaved or did you just go on ahead and shave that? Well, well, I was about to shave the other one off. And she goes, no, don't do that. Hang on. I've got a pencil. And I was like, what? A pencil? And I'm thinking, you know, I have no idea about makeup. All right. We no. talked about that last week. <laughs> I'm thinking just like a, like a number two pencil. And I'm like, what are you going to do with that? And she gets out a makeup pencil and she colors it in. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't really look that bad. You know, she kind of gave it a little, like a little peak too, like a little arch. Like I looked, you know, kind of like Quilla DeVille a little bit, you know, with one eye. You know? Nice. Yeah. I love it. Yep. So that's what happened. And I would DJ, no, uh, if they noticed, nobody looked up at it. Of course, I wear glasses, so it kind of blocked it as well. Yeah, that's true. But I came home and I felt pretty damn good about myself. I'm like, I'm like, hey, nobody noticed my, my shaved eyebrow. And she's like, yeah, because I took care of it. 
<laughs> that is really funny. Oh, that's why makeup exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to uh, well, pick it does not perfect. You are correct because I had to do that for about two or three weeks. I had to pencil in my eyebrow to go to work, and um, nobody noticed. And if they did, they didn't say anything. I felt pretty good. I still would have done both of them. <laughs> Just to be even. Very, yeah. I, I'll be like, I'm, 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 I'm channeling Bob Geldof. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> completely intentional of course <laughs> I have blonde eyebrows so if I don't fill them in no one knows anyway <laughs> exactly people in the theater I never realized that I didn't have eyebrows until I started doing theater in high school and um, the first time I was on stage my director was like uh, make sure for dress rehearsal you draw on eyebrows I'm like what are you talking about he's like you can't see those things from like the first row and I'm like what oh okay <laughs> And I look like an insane person with stage makeup on because you're like, oh, my God, those freaking eyebrows. But from, you know, the back of the theater, right. you look completely normal. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But then you go out to eat afterwards and everyone thinks you're a drag queen. But it's fine. I'm, fine with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. How's your cousin Groucho? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. So if you could have a song played every time you enter a room, what would it be? I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a child, I'm a mother, I'm a sinner, I'm a saint. That one. <laughs> that's good. I love that. I think that's the first time anybody sing the song, Brooke, isn't it? I've always heard song that someone will and they never do. Yeah, well, they always I'm say like title, but I love it that you sang it. Yeah, Perfect. well, you know, I'm a singer. You mm -hmm. sang it? I'm a singer. It's funny because when I was reading through the the the, the maybe questions, it was like the one thing besides the necessity that I couldn't live without, that I can't go a day without, singing. Do you like sing to I yourself, think, narrate what you're I doing around all yourself? the time? It's a crazy thing. My husband does the same thing. He'll like narrate what he's doing or sing to me from the other room. His favorite mm -hmm. thing is to um, make up bad musical songs um except for twice in the past he's made up bad musical songs and then we look up the musical and and it's actually in the musical and then we're embarrassed because we were making fun of it and it made lots of money um Elf <laughs> that's an example rain's literally almost word for word wrote the main song to the elf musical and we were making fun of it and i was like oh that's on broadway right now okay yeah, choices okay, people whatever. choices yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> You know, um, I'm sure kids love it. Huh? What are your hobbies? You like to sing? What else? Um, well, I, uh, I, I used to be able to say I traveled, but <laughs> I, talk, I don't really do that. I, I work out in my yard a lot um, and I hang out with friends and uh, I'm learning how to watercolor and um, what else? I play silly games on the computer. I get mad at on Facebook and get in random arguments with random strangers. <laughs> you can call um, them what they are, idiots. <laughs> I, yeah, I try not to do that, um, to call them idiots, but they do <laughs> take it personally when I say things about the president, like when I call him the feckless Fuhrer. 
um, or the Tangerine Terror or <laughs> any yeah. number of the other epithets that I've come up with for him. I feel like, like you could do like a uh, one of those like um, impulse buy picture books with the names that people call him. Like it's like a little flip book. Um, right? Yeah. It'd actually probably be really funny. I feel like everyone would buy it. Um, yeah. He'd probably even buy it because it's about him. Oops. Did I say that? Um, yeah. Uh, everything's about him. Duh. <laughs> so. <laughs> watercolor how are you finding it because I, 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 I'm, I'm I'm not as good at it as, I, as I'd like to, to be but I have enough patience with myself yeah to to understand that I'm still on the very early side of the oh, learning yeah. curve so That's um, me. and I'm okay and watercolor is hard people think it, that it's just like another form of painting it's way more difficult <laughs> it's well you know I have to say it's I have, okay, because like one of my other best friends, um, one of the five besides John is a, a woman named Joanne that she and I actually grew up together. And in fact, we were talking about it. We've known next year, we will have known each other for 50 years. Um, and uh, she is an artist and she teaches art. She actually teaches art to elementary kids. So she's given me like, she actually gave me all the stuff for my birthday last year uh, in May oh. um, and uh, and then has now given me like a couple of lessons and some assignments to do to start just learning to use my brush and, mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to actually start doing it. I have to admit that I, I got kind of addicted to the news starting oh, right around the impeachment. <laughs> so, um, that's been sort of my hobby of late is, you know, and now with this new coronavirus thing, I've been paying pretty close attention. Yeah, as you should. Mm. More than some people. Um, yeah. Apparently everyone at the beaches in Florida this past week, like a bunch of ding -dongs. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't you, you do not want to get me started <laughs> on this. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get my soapbox. <laughs> oh, for sure. You want that? That was another one, one of the other questions. What could I give a 40 minute presentation on? That's one of them. Because <laughs> I got a long list. I get on a soapbox. You can't stop me. I love it. That means you're passionate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we love passionate people. Thanks. Yeah, I, I, it, I, it's been to my detriment on more than one occasion, but I won't change it. So, and I don't think anybody should. I mean, everybody has a right to have their opinion. And there's, you know, there's so many people that have an opinion um, for what they believe in. You know, mm -hmm. and um, I think everybody has a right to speak their mind and say what they want to say. I mean, I I have a right to do that, and I have to listen to others that have a different opinion of mine, right? If I'm able mm -hmm. to say something, I have to listen to what you have to say. We may not okay. agree, but in the end, you know, um, we could still go and have a few margaritas at the Mexican restaurant and mm -hmm. be done with it, right? So, right, I right. Say I'm completely fine with any opinion that you may have, so long as it does not impede other people's right to live and yes, exist. I, I agree with that that's when i can be you know i mean um i was actually just talking about this earlier like with with rain's uh a character on the show was she's 
very much like me. She's pretty chill. And then all of a sudden, if somebody messes with someone out in public or anything like that, quick to be like, you know, Northside Brooks going to come out. Um, but that's part of it. You know, I'm all for passionate people, but I feel like there are uh, differences of opinions um, and people always say, like, oh, people should just keep their opinions to themselves. And I'm like, you only say that because you don't want to hear their opinion because you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. However, as long as your opinion makes you a person that walks out into the world and treats others with respect, I'm fine with yeah. it. But if your opinion makes you walk out into the world and look at me and tell me to smile in a grocery store, you can go to hell. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. You know, don't, don't yeah. you know, I, this is not your life. It's mine. You know, and and my big thing about the opinion thing, you're entitled to your own opinion. You are not entitled to your own facts. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yep. (laughs) She said. There's a difference. You know, this is actually a true thing. And here's my soapbox for a second. Uh, We don't properly fund education here in the United States, especially here in Florida. I have students who actually, you know, it's part of uh, standardized testing to be able to tell an opinion statement within a paragraph. And they can't. They don't understand how to tell an opinion statement from a fact statement. And I'm like, that is a huge freaking problem. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. I, I spend I, so much I, time I, going, guys. Yeah, I, but I see, see, I think what's happened with that, because we have, there's a certain amount, uh, we, we're, we get a certain amount of information that is presented as fact. That is actually opinion. We call it infotainment. Mm-hmm. And so, right. And so what happens, I think kids get confused. It's confusing enough. Yeah, understandably. To start with. And then to ha- kind of have this situation where it's like, okay, well, um, you know, well, so-and-so said this. Yeah, well, that's so-and-so's perspective. But these are the facts and they, and, and, you know, and this is the opinion. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, that you shouldn't always conflate the two. And and we've we're we're in a society now where yes, and the underfunding of the schools, please, that's a always been a pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because I never had kids. I had two stepkids with my ex husband, but I I never had children of my own. And you know, whenever I would pay taxes and people would always bitch, you know, well, why am I paying for the schools? And I'm like, well, because I'd rather pay for schools than jails. OK, I want my money exactly. to go to educate no. people. Mm-hmm. I I so I'm a teacher and uh, back. Was it January? Was it that long ago? I went to mm-hmm. we did the rally yeah. in Tally. We did the uh, mm-hmm. rally in Tallahassee um, where teachers marched. And it was funny because there were protesters and by protesters, I mean, there were like five people with uh, weird. I won't say what kind of signs, but signs that literally had nothing to do with what we were actually there for. Um but because uh, to me, education is not a political issue. And right. I have had someone say to me, why should my if I pay for my children to go to private school, why should my taxes pay for public school? And I'm like, do you not understand that even if you think this does not directly affect you right now, that it won't affect you in the future when all of those children you're not properly educating become adults who aren't properly educated? Mm hmm. Who right. are voting, voting citizens and citizens who run organizations and businesses. And mm-hmm. like, how do you think 
are it's it's honestly that people just don't think it's like dogs they can't see five inches in front of their face and mm-hmm. and I'm like you guys have to and also the idea that people just vote for them and I've, I've said this to my students if I can get you to think anything in your life it's when you hear something from on the news look it up mm-hmm. if you see it in more than one place then it's probably a fact if you right. see it on one place and not anywhere else right it's Probably throw propaganda. that shit out the window. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then exactly. I say the other thing is when you're voting, don't vote for just you. If you read something and you think it has nothing to do with you, think about the people that it does affect mm-hmm. and vote for those people. Right. Because right. that's what we're supposed to do. Is I mean, my favorite thing about this quarantine is it's actually teaching people that they need other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that they I hope that they sincerely take that to heart. Um, I've seen so many people like this is proving that we are, um, you know, uh, we're essentially animals and we are animals that need other humans to interact right. with. And yeah, we are. We are, we can't, we're not made to be entirely isolated all the time. Do we want alone time sometimes? Heck yes. Who doesn't? But right. we are made to interact with others. And I just think people need to realize that the world does not revolve entirely around you and what you want. You have to right. vote for all people. Right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Okay. Right. And I think that's I, I, one of the things that bothers me the most about this president. I hate even calling it that, but whatever, um, is that everything's about him. And he's kind of trained this significant segment of the population that it's all about him. And, and it's like, no. No, it's not. It's about all of us. And, 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 you know, all, you know, I want us to be a community and I don't, you know, I, I, but I feel like literally hatred coming toward me from these people. And all I can think of when I feel it is, okay, you know, like I can change the way I dress because it's pretty obvious that I'm a, you know, raging libtard when I go out, but you know, I can hide that. Mm-hmm. I can dress a different way. I can do my hair a different way. You know, if I'm black or I'm Mexican or uh, whatever group that they've been taught is somehow unacceptable or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever their deal is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it just bothers me. It bothers me that that they've that so many people have allowed somebody to convince them to hate me. And that's that's I'm that's you understanding your privilege there is that you can you know change little things and exist in a in a life that doesn't bring hate directly upon you. But I have students and um this has been an issue this year where we've had to uh uh report staff members and not not teachers, but other staff members um, for saying things to students. Um, like I have a student from uh, South America, Central America, and he has been told um, that he shouldn't be here and to be sent back where he belongs. And I have um, a trans student who has been told that he's unnatural. And I have gay students that have been told they can't talk about being gay because it's offensive and all sorts of things that state employees are literally not allowed to say and it's just like 
do you not think that you you we remember being a teenager that shit's hard enough like and mm-hmm. we have we have all of these trainings is my favorite part we have these trainings these mental health trainings for youth that talk about how all of those targeted groups are the highest number of uh, suicides because of course they are they already don't feel supported by society or they don't feel supported by their family or something there's somewhere or that they're or both you know and so it's like this is the place this is supposed to be their safe place school school's supposed to be mm-hmm. your safe place where someone's there to teach you and give you structure and give you food and this is not where that and that that shit makes me mad like i have yeah. a hard time like don't you even freaking say hi to me in the hallway. Like I have a problem. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Right. Because, because I'm sorry, you, that person that is, is spreading venom. Yeah. It's, and it's, you know, there's no place for that in the schools. They got enough problems. These kids have problems. If it weren't for the schools, how many of them don't get to eat? I've, I've actually yeah. volunteered for hunger fight a couple of times where they pack. Yeah you know, food for the kids. And, and I'm like, you know, if these kids literally don't eat, it's why they were all scrambling for the, the, you know, for them to be able to go and pick up the meals at the schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we this is not the perfect place that, that you think it is. And, and, and I don't understand why you think you're so entitled and others aren't. I just, because I, you know, because because you've got an extra zero on your paycheck, it makes you better. That much time being angry, and I feel right. like I always say this: like people uh, talk about forgiveness, and like why why do I forgive people uh, for yourself? Because right. you know, like if somebody's pissed you off and you spend all day fuming, who's bothered by it? Right. You are. They're not because that person probably doesn't even know. That yeah, person exactly. Long More than gone, yeah. And you just ruined that, your whole day. Yeah. My road rage, I have to be like, okay, I'm out of the car now. Don't need to be mad about that anymore. Okay. Because otherwise, does that person know that I'm still like, Ugh. no, of course not. It's just bothering me. And what mm-hmm. does that do? Hate and and anger just eat mm-hmm. at you. And I just don't I don't have time to sit at home and be like really mad at people that I don't mm-hmm. know. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah, no, I I, I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. You don't like it. I'm <laughs> the okay. whole, you know, I, I forgive, and and, and um, it's 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 just one of those things. I, you know, um, life's too short, and it gets shorter every day. Mm-hmm. And hanging on to anger and pain and frustration or whatever, you know. That you, that you allowed that person to do to you, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, because and that's, basically it's your own feelings that is all you can control. You can't control that somebody else is an asshole. Yeah. You can only re- control your response to the asshole. And look, you know, like I, every other person, I'm not always in control of my responses. And there's a lot of times when I react very badly, um, but I can go back. I can kind of decompress from that. And go, okay, you know, I chose to respond in that way. Maybe that person offended me. Maybe that person did this or that. Their problem. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've learned, you know, it's taken me, what, 46, 47 years of my life that I've, you know, for years I've allowed people to say things to me, whatever they wanted to say. And I took it, took it, took it, took it, right. 
And finally, you know, I put my foot down and I'm like, that's not okay. You may not be mm-hmm. saying that directly to me, but I find that offensive, you know, and I don't care if, if you've been saying this for years, you know, it's offensive yeah. and it's exactly. not okay, you know, and so right. I have stepped back and said, I'm not angry with you. I'm not upset with you, but I don't need you in my life. Right. There's no value in you being in my life, whether you are just a friend or your blood relative or, yeah. you know, if, you know, if my mental health is being, um, you know, where I'm questioning my self-worth, mm-hmm. because what you're saying to me, then you don't need to be in my life. I've yeah. got to, yeah. you know betterment of myself and so like you you know I've dealt with depression and and all kinds of sorts of things right but I can tell you now even um with all this craziness going in our world um in the past couple years I have been in the best place ever in my life you know I can honestly say that you know because you know um I've got people that mean the most to me they're in my life Mm -hmm. and ones that are not is just that then maybe I had no value in your life and you had no value in mine and we just need to move on. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not angry with you. I'm upset with you. I'm not looking to, you know, I, I'm just not, I'm, I'm about to be 50 and, and I'm about to be 50 because I can <laughs> kick and stretch. I can kick because I'm 50. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, the, it, it's, it's really liberating. It is. It, it is get that five zero. It you know it's like I'm I'm at least halfway through. No matter how long my life is going to be, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm I'm really <clears throat> the happiest I've been in a very long time. You know, and awesome. um, there's there's a lot of regrets I have. There's you know, um, I'm glad that Brooke and I are, are reconnected because we kind of, I think moving and I was raising my kids and and. and you know, you just lose sight, you know, and I'm like, I need to get back to Jacksonville. I need to reconnect with my mom and dad and, and my friends and my goddaughters, you know, cause Brooke is one of my mm-hmm. goddaughters and, okay. and, um, and these are the people that have always been nothing but supportive of me. And I've tried to be nothing supportive of them, but society, um, tries to put a thumb on you. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say this, and this is very blunt, you know, people are like, oh, you know, um, when I say that I am not in the mainstream, like all the other white, uh, middle to upper class individuals in the USA, um, because I have a different point of view, then something's wrong with me. And that's not true, you know, because I'm like what Brooke was saying. I think about all Americans. Mm -hmm. I don't think about just all the white people in America and how, um, if we get a certain type of a president, how it's going to affect all the white people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think of America as all people, all people, one nation under God, you know what I mean? And it's like, Oh my God, I am on that damn soapbox. Get my fat ass off. We are all up on the soapbox today and I am here for it. (laughs) Me too. Because I totally agree with you. And I, you know, it's, it's important that we don't lose sight of the fact that we are all people mm-hmm. and, and there are certain segments of the population. You know, this is one of my, one of my very close friends is from Kenya and, um, and, and she's just one of the most remarkable people I've ever met in my life. She's so smart. 
Um, and she's, she's got like a PhD in public health. I mean, she's pretty, she's pretty amazing. And we talked about this very recently, how when people watch CS walk down the street together, probably a good 80% of them are going to look at the two of us and assume that I'm somehow better than her. You know, because I'm this, you know, senior citizen white woman. And the fact of the matter is, is by comparison, I feel like I'm so much lesser than her because she's so accomplished and has overcome just some extraordinary obstacles. And um, that I could, could never even dream of. And it, it hurts me, it, 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 it makes me sad and it offends me that I, knowing that there are so many people out there that just simply by virtue of the color of our skin mm-hmm. are gonna place me above her. It's funny, we just but, read, we're reading To Kill a Mockingbird in my, with my ninth graders and there's a part where they talk about, um, if you know anything about To Kill a Mockingbird, you know the basis of the story is a black man is wrongfully accused of raping a white girl and that white girl's family is called the Yules and the Yules are like the worst type of people. They literally live next to the town dump and they have mm-hmm. garbage in their yard and they don't send their children to school and they, they have worms and all these different diseases. Right, and right. They're, they're just horribly gross. And Harper Lee puts in this one little, it's just the tiniest sentence and I just, I always stop and like, ask the kids how it makes them feel because when Tom is on in the courtroom and Bob Yule is on the stand in front of him, Harper Lee has scout who's our seven, eight year old narrator narrator notice that the only thing that makes Bob Yule better in the eyes of her town people than Tom Robinson is because if you scrub his skin with lye soap, he's white. Right. And like it, and the kids always go, but he's not better than Tom. And I'm like, I know, you know, and that's like a thing that we have to talk about because that's what it is. It's just this inherent thing that happens. And a lot of people, I've had this conversation many times with friends who, um, cause you know, my husband again is 15 years older than me and he jokes all the time. He's like, I am literally the man. I am a, uh, 40, almost he's turning 45, you know, on the 9th of April. So, a 45 year old straight white man. He's like, I'm literally that guy, you know, and his, mm-hmm. his, when his friends, when we hang out with them, they'll be like, I don't understand privilege. I mean, I had to struggle growing up and I'm like, privilege isn't about like you had the world's easiest life. That's not what it yeah, means. Right. It just uh, means right. that your life wasn't made more difficult by something beyond your control, like your skin color. So I've had to, or even just being a male versus a female, I've had to go, okay, question. Right. Do you have right. to look around you when you walk to your car by yourself? But no, I think, no yeah, why would I do yeah, that? Things like that that we have to think about that no dudes have to think about. Exactly. Well, so I just point maybe, that out. I'm like, know. that's my basic example of privilege, right? When you get right. in an elevator alone with another person, uh, a me with a man, do you have to worry about your safety? He's like, no, of course not. Right. Well, guess right. what? Or, I freaking do. Or if you get on the elevator with somebody else. Did they have to be? Did they feel afraid of you automatically? Exactly, and so that's because just stuff that that's another thing. Realize. But we can use one of the things that she that she and I have talked about, and that she, you know, kind of has said that I'm, you know, she compliments me that I'm good at this. 
is we can use our privilege to mm-hmm. erase our privilege mm-hmm. by treating everybody the same. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I respect everybody. I don't just automatically look at somebody and because you're white, I respect you. And because you're black or Hispanic or uh, Middle Eastern or whatever, you know, I don't or do depending on which place in the world that you're from. I mean, it's, you know. And it's it's, funny because so many people we know, if you ask them, would think, oh, I'm not racist. You know, right, right, right. But it's not even about that. It's just these inherent snap judgments that are that people's brains make. Um, mm-hmm. and we, 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 we see it all the time. But the problem is, I think that as you know, I, I'm a woman, I hang out with a lot of women and even I'll have them say, well, you know, those people aren't racist. They just think this or, and I'm like, you don't even notice when your husband is being misogynistic in front of you. Like I can see it all the time. Like if you're not <coughs> noticing that, how are you supposed to know, you know? And it's just, it's, and it's the, it's ignorance. That's what the word is because mm-hmm. they're just not aware and it's hard to become right. aware. Um, earlier everybody around you is a sounding board yeah how are you going to become aware you have to make the choice too and i think a lot Mm -hmm. of people just choose the easier route which is letting our brains do what they're what they were trained to do you know i think about people like harper lee the fact that she was who she was in that world in which she grew up in like astonishes me like freaking amazes Mm me um and i thank god for the history at least allowing people like that to sneak through you know um, yeah god where would we be um but you know we were were talking earlier about um donna said something about um people saying offensive things and i you know that's another thing that i've had working with kids and i have students from all over the state of florida um we're super diverse and we've got all types of kids and students and everything going on and I've had I had a situation once where a kid made a blind joke. I work with blind visually impaired kids, and he made oh. a blind joke, and everybody laughed. They thought that was great, except for one kid who really was bothered by it. Yeah, and he was like, "I'm sorry, it just really hurt my feelings." And the other kid was like, "God, why are you such a wimp about it? Like it's just a joke." And I was like, "Hold on, time out for a second." And he was like, "Well, I just hate that everyone's so offended by everything." I'm like, "No, you don't. You heard your parents were say that, and you're repeating mm-hmm. it. First of all, but right. I didn't say that. Um, but I said, okay, if I come over and I run into your chair and bump you, what do you expect me to do?" And he says, "Well, you'd probably go, oh, I'm sorry." I'm like, "Yeah. If I step on your toe, I'm gonna go, oops, sorry. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Even if you were in my way and I stepped on your toe, I'm still probably gonna go, oops, I'm sorry." Sorry, yeah. Just natural human reaction. I said, that's the right. same thing that happens when we offend people with our words. Even if you mm-hmm. think that, that oh, what I said was a joke, they shouldn't take that seriously. If they tell you it bothers them, then you say you're sorry and you don't freaking do it again. That's how easy right. it is. Yeah. I don't understand why it's hard. Like, it's a human thing that we've done since the dawn of time <laughs> is we apologize when we're assholes. I don't get it. <laughs> but we're living in unprecedented times. Right now, we really are. We're, we're, we're I, I don't know how it happened or when it happened um, or why even. But yeah, we've lost our civility almost completely um, yeah. in certain segments of the population. I, 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 I like to think that. But this is the downtown Donna Brown version. I feel that um, when President Obama won, and was our president and did an amazing job. And just like I, I agree that even, um, you know, prior presidents to him, you know, um, 
uh, you know, I, I can remember when Ronald Reagan came to Jacksonville and I got to see him at the, um, the Coliseum at the time is what it still was called. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was elated, you know what I mean? Um, of this man and he just carried himself in a way that it, um, it, it garnered, garnered, uh, the fact that I should respect him, right. Mm-hmm. Because he was a president. So when Obama became a president, I, I think th- this is just me being me is that white America was like, Oh shit. Yeah. An African American. Yes. And the racism really came out and they were not going to allow an African-American person or a female or anyone other than a white male to become president again because they came out of the woodworks and Mm -hmm. we're going to make sure of that because they didn't, they thought, oh, there's no way that an African-American man is going to become president of the United States. Are you kidding me? And he did. He did. And him and Michelle were amazing in the White House and did amazing things. And I just, you know, I get it that, um, you know, I I don't talk negative about our president or first lady. Honestly, I don't say really a whole lot. Um, That position does, you know, to me, um, garners, you know, respect. But... I don't have anything good to say. You know what I mean? Prior presidents, I would, it didn't matter what political party. I'm one of those that I vote for the person that believes in what I believe in. Mm-hmm. That's who I vote for. And that um, are going to support my vision of what I think America should be. Mm-hmm. Did we need somebody to make America great again? No. When I read that title, I see that it's white people saying, oh, we need to make America white again. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody with even one undeaf ear hears it just that way. That's that's because that's what it is. Yeah. And that's just my take. You know what I mean? And, And of course, I am white. You know, and, um, but that's just, you know, that's just how I feel. And I have a lot of friends that are African-American and, um, you know, we should have a presence that's for all people, you know, right. all people. And I just, I just feel, you know, I just feel like that we're not in that good place anymore. No, and, not at uh, all. And, and, I, and I have to say, because I, I agree with as far as the respect for the office of the presidency uh, I have the utmost respect for the office of the presidency. The problem that I have is that I don't think the person who resides in that office right now does. Yeah. I don't think he respects the office. I don't need, think he respects the people that he represents, at least not the 60% of us that are not his fans. Mm-hmm. As far as he he's concerned, we could just fall off the flat earth anytime we're ready. Well, you may not have to worry about that because right now we're in this crisis where people are dying and right. um, there's no answer to it. And um, I'm sorry, right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to hear about how you just had a great meeting and it was all great and everything was great. Right. And the people that are so here helping me is great and it's great and it's great. Well, you know what? It's not great. Yeah. There's people dying and, and people that, um, 
you know, don't have, you know, I have Amanda's in the medical field and, um, you know, she's having to use her same mask every single shift because they don't have enough mask. Her mask is going into a brown bag with her name on it at the end of the shift. When she comes back in tomorrow night, she has to go find her brown bag with her name on it and use the same mask. That's so insane. if everything is so great, why didn't she have a, a new mm-hmm. mask? Why does she have the proper you know, clothing, the, the, the uniform that she needs to protect herself. Absolutely. They don't have it. So nothing's great, you know, so I can, I can go all night, but, um, you know, uh, I don't know if she's going to bring that home, you know, she's having to strip in the laundry room and jump in the shower and, um, because they don't, they don't have, this is terrifying. People are dying. People have been dying. And and I'm furious that we've, we let it get to where it was because some narcissist took it personally. And that's all I can see. Hundreds of thousands of people more than should have are going to die because of the way the just appalling ineptitude and it's terrifying, you know, and I'm, I'm being honest with you. I mean, we're at the point where we're having a conversation like, you know, shame on us. We don't have a wheel. You know, if something happens to one of us or both of us, who's going to take care of our kids? You know, um, I'm terrified for my parents. I don't let them yeah. go anywhere. They're in their right. 80s. You know, mm-hmm. you and I talked about it, Sophia, and, and right, with your mom, right. you know, and um, so... Yeah, no, it's this is a this is a horrendous mess and made all the that much worse by the misinformation and the delays. I think um, the thing that's and, bothered me the most and cuz I you know, I try to steer clear of talking politically. It's funny mm-hmm. because when I grew up and was felt like I was finally allowed to like have opinions and say things, um I I had certain family members would like go to my mom and be like, I can't believe I feel like Brooke is is voting this way. And I feel like she's this. And I wanted to be like, first of all, I'm a freaking independent because I feel like I'm not letting anyone tell me what the hell to think. Um, And I vote like Donna said, according to my beliefs and what I think America should be. And I vote for my students and their futures, et cetera. Um, But um, when they said stuff like that, my mom was like, really? You know, I mean, have you met Brooke? Yeah. And I, and I, you know, and honestly, I think about this all the time, Donna, like, I'm so thankful that you are part of my life because I honestly think that your presence in my life is the reason that I have an open mind. And I'm not saying that because of your family situation or who you are as a person. I'm saying that because of how I watched you interact with others through you. I got to meet people like John and I met your friend Eric and I, I met Candy and I, you know, and it's, it sounds silly, but I, I was open and watched movies like Rocky Horror Picture Show. And because of that, a man in a skirt does not freak me out. Um, you know, it's little things like that. Like, I'm honestly like my mom was like, Brooke grew up with Donna. And, uh, you know, I also had a, a gay godfather. Like, what wh- what do you, yeah. you expect me to be a person who judges other people based on who they were, how they were born and things that they can't right. Yeah, I'm not. I can't. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to. It's just not going to happen. So it's funny because my mom stood up for me in that situation being like, 
you know, don't make any assumptions about I don't talk politics on the Internet. I try not to. I don't put anything out there. I will say as a joke, the one thing that like my, my sister and I were talking about this the other day. Um, I can't listen to our president for very long. And uh-huh. it stems from the same reason I my dad used to love the show Moonshiners that would come on TV. And it's these backwoods like hillbillies and the way they talk is so horrible that my English major brain just literally feels like yeah. it's going to implode. Like I, it actually makes me physically ill. Like I can't handle it. And honestly, I, I think that's the thing that bothers me the most. I can't listen to him for very long because it's just the worst sentence forming that I've, I, it's like I've taught yep. children of all ages and it's, I don't want to say it, but his sentences are, are below middle school level people. Like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make fun. I, this is legitimate concern for me. Fourth, fourth grade, grade. yeah fourth grade they they actually when they were they were evaluating his speeches versus Hillary's speeches during the 2016 campaign yeah. and they said one of the reasons that he appeals to such a broad audience yeah. is because he has the, the most limited vocabulary and they can understand everything that he says And the other thing that bothered me the most during this situation, and this is also because I have many friends in the journalism industry, Donna, we have interviewed um, my friend, Laura Testino here on Mm -hmm. the, on the podcast who that's, that is her job. She's a journalist. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't like that. He has created this mindset of fake news. And because what happened then is when this started to hit the media, People downplayed it. They thought it was nothing. Right. They thought it was the media messing with him. And I, and that is not that is not propaganda. Here in San Augustine, Reigns, my husband, mm-hmm. went to physical therapy for his wrist. And in there, it was people his age and older. And they're the people who should have been inside, uh, staying at home because they were in their 50s and older. Mm-hmm. They, they were all talking about it. And he was asking them questions like, you feel comfortable coming out here? And they're like, what do you mean? So it's like bad? You think people are dying? What do you mean? Like they yeah. they legitimately didn't see it as a concern. And that bothers me because mm-hmm. when you downplay the media, who's literally, mm-hmm. how else do we know things? We, right. How, yeah. Now, is there, okay. like you said, is there infotainment? Yes, of course. That's why it's your job to be an educated viewer. You have to figure mm-hmm. it out. Um, right. But that, that irks me because my, my friend Laura gets people um, cyberbullying her on the internet and death threats and crazy shit because people think that she's, you know, a lying whatever. And she's like, there's literally no opinion in that sentence I just tweeted. That's a factual right. opinion, you know, mm-hmm. right. or factual no, statement, it, it, not an it's obscene. And, and, and the, the way he has done that. Okay. So here's something that's going to tie that in to our current situation with, COVID-19. Five weeks ago, I was at a wedding with my friend Joanne, who I was telling you about earlier. And um, I was being introduced to new people, of course, because it was her friends. So um, the first person that she introduced me to was um, the drummer in the band. And so you know, she introduced us and he extended his hand and I started to extend mine. I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you like a fist bump or an elbow bump, but I'm kind of trying to get out of the handshaking habit because, Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, 
they're, they're, you know, we're getting ready to have a problem. And the guy scoffed and he goes, you believe that fake news? Yikes. I want to hear him say that to me today. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is that was five weeks ago. Yeah. And I've been diligent and careful. Yeah. But how many literally millions of people haven't been? Oh, that was uh, we I live here in San Augustine and um, they finally closed the beaches this week after we made national headlines for being complete idiots and making ass of ourselves with people just all over the beaches. Finally closed it down. Well, Reigns and I went to the San Augustine city of San Augustine website and Uh on the COVID-19 updates page, there were so many comments from people that were like, um, I can't believe you would do this. People are trying to make memories. And I'm like, your memory is that you get to stay the fuck alive. If you stay in. Right. I was about to say, trying to make memories for who? The person that you're going to kill. Yeah. Well, we have um, a friend of the family who's like a 20 year old kid who was down in Miami partying when all that shit was going down and on the beaches and putting up videos of herself with. And I didn't say anything because I really wanted to because I saw other people saying shit to her. So I didn't want to be that guy. Came right, back, right. Came back home and she's going out on boat parties and doing the same thing. And I found out today that one of her family members asked her, like, what do you think you're doing? Well, I'm young. Right. I'm going to live my life. No one can. T- I'm an adult. No one can tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's fine and fucking dandy. Excuse my language. Right. But no. It's your responsibility to also take into account everyone else you are endangering. Right. <laughs> like, I, you can you can go. I personally know three people with the virus right now. One in oh, Orlando. No, I know three people. One in Orlando. One in Ponte Vedra, which is where Donna works. Um, and one who is in New York and Donna, um, um, my coworker who lives in Nocatee, which is also over by Ponte Vedra, two people in his neighborhood died. Like, Mm. Oh my God, this is legitimate. Florida. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, So, um, will it be too dizzying if I walk my computer outside? My dogs, I think are giving me the signal. No, go ahead. (laughs) Because I'll, I'll still keep talking. <laughs> but yeah, I know that we're, it's a very confusing time. And because it's stressful, it makes everything very heightened and right. worrisome for everyone, I think. Right, but right, yeah. um, I hope there are lots of good things that could come from this. I mean, hell, the environment is thriving. It's almost right. Like- you can almost imagine I mean, Mother Nature almost maybe, right away, right? It was yeah. so cool. <laughs> maybe Mother Nature is real and she was like, I know how to get these bitches. Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. You know, there are positives and I hope that we come out. Um, uh, America especially has a tendency to come together in times of crisis. I don't know how bad mm-hmm. this one needs to be before people get over themselves and come together. But maybe that will happen. Um, right. So there are lots of positive things that could come mm-hmm. from it. I know that... Um, a lot of families are together and having to deal with each other and be, you know, uh, find creative ways of keeping themselves busy. And I think that's a good thing. Um, I really like that a lot of parents are having to homeschool and are tweeting about how hard it is. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can pay your teacher more. Um, right. <laughs> because, because suddenly that is, that's going to happen. There's a lot, I, I really, you know, the, I can't tell you how hopeful this thing makes me. And I know how obscene that sounds on some levels because I know how, you know, people are already dying, you know, um, and, and more will die. 
and I'm sorry for that and I'm sad for that. But I have I think everything is going to change. Mm-hmm. Everything because this isn't going to be over next month. This no. isn't going to mm-hmm. be over. You know, it has to change. It has to change perspective and, and, and the way and, we and live. I and I really think that the longer this goes on, that the more it's going to wake people up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a horrible. It's a horrible exchange we have to make for it, but. Well, you know, it's it's a shame that we had to get here, but here we are. And, you know, so I'm, I'm ready to, to make some lemons out of that particular lemonade. (laughs) See my little snowflake lights in the background. Very cute. (laughs) Yeah, that's my winter lighting, but I haven't found spring ones yet. So snowflakes stay. (laughs) I need to, I need to get you some flamingo ones. That'd be cute. Nice. Girl, Amazon. <laughs> Amazon has it all. Amazon. I, you know, yeah. I'm, I, I, I was addicted to Amazon when I first moved into the house. <laughs> it is dangerous, old Amazon. <laughs> so, uh, so favorite smell? Oh, gosh. Um, I have this flower... <laughs> that it's a, a bulb flower that that bloom, has bloomed a couple of times now since my mother gave me the the plant. I'm not entirely sure what it is, but it's that flower. It's amazing. It's like Aww. it's like jasmine and honeysuckle together on steroids. Ooh, just, my two favorites. Wow. Well, you need to find out what it is and send it to me. Tell me what it is. I think it's frangipani, but I'm not sure. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Um, but I, I I can send you a picture of it <laughs> off of my phone. Do you have an all-time favorite film or like your guilty pleasure movie? My all-time favorite film uh, has to be Altered States. Mm. Which is, I don't know if you're familiar with it. If you aren't, you should definitely see it. It's a Ken Russell film from, I don't know, 80 or 81 with William Hurt and Blair Brown, and it is remarkable. I actually think my husband's been trying to make me watch this, so now I'll have it's, to. You've got to see it, it because it's it's a game changer. It's it's one of those really thought provoking um, pieces of work. The book is better, of course, as you will, you know, but they've done an astonishing job with the movie, and William Hurt is just over the top great in it. I do love him. Um, we watched, this is totally off topic, mm-hmm, but I'm going to share it with you. We watched the weirdest movie last night. Every now and then, Reigns has the Criterion channel. And, oh, okay. And he, he'll he find one and he'll just read the description and he'll be like, oh my God. So he's reading this description to me last night. And he's like, we have to watch it. It's a foreign film from Poland. And it's about two mermaids based on Hans Christian Andersen's original Little Little Mermaid. Except for it's two mermaids who come ashore to find their sexual awakening in in a Polish nightclub. And the problem is if one of the sisters falls in love and then the guy that she loves doesn't love her and marry someone else, she will turn into sea foam. All the while, this is a rock opera Polish musical. Cool. (laughs) Um, It's called The Lore, like L-U-R-E. Um, uh-huh. very weird. I kind of liked it. I mean, nice. it's totally weird. It's like when you're watching, you're like, this is so trippy and strange, but the mermaids right. are like, 
they're like sexy and frightening like when they eat people mm-hmm. and it's graphic they like tear cool. throats out and stuff with their teeth yeah very weird so um mm-hmm. if you're ever in the mood to just like have a party and really weird some people out i recommend that film because they would be nice. like what? where did you find this oh that'd be a good if you ever uh, want to drop out uh, i recommend family movie lunch. night <laughs> family movie night <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> i don't think any of these are family movie night. <laughs> <laughs> Sar- the, the sarcasm yeah hey so, kids you want to watch the lore Okay, come yeah. on. It's a great movie. Yeah. Come on, kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> Here. So, Sophia, you said your birthday's in May. What day? May May 31st. Oh, you're at the end of the month. Okay. The very I'm last day. So, I always start every year on May 1st. I start saying, okay, 30 shopping days left for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I'm a I'm a Cinco de Mayo, so I think oh, okay. um, it's probably safe to say all of us will be having our birthdays in quarantine. Yes, yes, I know. We're, we're I feel have bad. My mom, my mom's birthday is the seventh, and yeah, she's literally spending it in quarantine because she was in the hospital for something completely unrelated. But yeah, so I now know. that she's come out, she is in strict quarantine for two weeks. And Donna's she's having her about it. Donna's having her big 50th and I'm having my, and Reigns is having his big 45th and I'm having my big 30th all in, all in time. Yeah. So Donna, we said that after the fact, when it's all said and done with, because my, my best friend Malia, who has the virus right now, um, in Orlando, Bless her. Um, my, we said Malia, our Reigns and his best friend Brian both have birthdays a couple days apart. So we're all at the beginning. Anybody in our friend group who's had to self-isolate and birthday we just right. go out later we'll go to like a mexican joint eat tacos we all wear birthday hats and we'll be like it's yeah. our birthday all of us <laughs> that sounds yeah. fun yeah. yeah because you know what it, it, it is going to be a while before we can yeah. do big gatherings and stuff yeah. like that i mean you know i i think um you know say you know saying that this is all gonna ha- you know that we're gonna have reached the other side of the the curve by the end of the month i think is unrealistic uh very much so yeah so we'll see yeah i mean all the experts are saying june or july yeah you know i don't don't think my kids will go back they've extended it to may 1st um which um at that point they have like another week or two yeah yeah so i just need them to go ahead and call it you know what i mean and my kids um we set up a like a card table in the living room the boys sit there the um the youngest she sits at the dining room table because that's where I'm working from. I'm, of course, I'm working mm-hmm. from home right now, and then Miranda just hangs out in her bedroom, which she is elated to do. Um, <laughs> I bet. And you know, and so um, you know, it's it's working out. They all log on and they know what they have to do. And Caleb's, you know, they mailed packet a packet to him, and Malcolm logs on. You know, Jossie has her stuff, and it's just yeah, it really is. I, I get them up every morning at seven thirty. They start their day. They breakfast and they know to go to their spots and they just do their thing they have questions they ask and if they don't then you know right. and we are going to Yuli middle school and i let them pick up lunch from school to support that because they're they're making the lunches um they're giving them food for breakfast for the next morning not necessarily yeah. that we need that you know but they hey, you know better it's than going part to of the spirit of community i think yeah yeah, and, and the it's kids a routine. It. It's something. It's something to get you out. It's something to get you to keep you in some kind of a a yeah, pattern. I love it. I mean, at eleven thirty this morning, I'm like, okay, y'all want to go pick up? You know, because we just started it. We just the first time we did it was yesterday, and they're like, yes, you know, and they're all that, 
that reminds me, if there's anything that your kids need while they're at home, you can let me know. Like, okay, I can help. Yeah, because I'm at home now. We can, I can Skype help with stuff. I can do whatever because I'm, I'm working from Mal home. And asked me some earlier today, and Brooke, I should have, I should have FaceTimed you. So any, I'll remember. Or just text so. me, send me a photo of it, whatever. I can, um, I've tutored algebra. I've tutored all, I mean, I can handle a lot of things. And I'll be honest if I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, Brooke, are you ready to ask Sophia the pivotal question? The pivotal question. This is the whole point of our podcast, really. Yep. All right. Who are your top three female heroes? And they can be real people you know, fiction, nonfiction, alive, dead, doesn't matter. Okay. Um, wow, my top three female heroes. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That woman is just, I love that she is still kicking. She just inspires me. I, I hope that I'm a full of Yeah. I have a poster of her in my she shed. It's right over here. In my nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, okay. So RBG and um, it's funny because I thought about this the other night and I, there's so many, there's so many women That's that I problem, so yeah. admire and respect Maya Angelou. <gasps> yes. Um, oh, yes. And oh God, a third one. Melina Mercury, which you, who you may not know about, she was a Greek actress. And the name she, is so familiar. I'm going to look her up. She while you did so much for Greece. I mean, she w was one of those people that really used her fame and, and her power oh, and her yes, money I know her. To, to just transform the country. Um, and, uh, and, and so, yeah, she's again, one of those very powerful, very smart, um, just amazing. But I mean, you know, the list beyond, I mean, that, those are, I kind of just picked randomly three because there's so many yeah. that I, so many women that I'm like, oh yeah, there was this one and then there's that one. But yeah, I think those are probably my top three. Oh yeah. Those are awesome. Perfect answer. I love, I love, I love it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So now it's time for our quick spin round. So we're going to give you a couple of choices and then you tell us um, which one you like. Okay. So uh, spring or fall? Fall. Mm -hmm. What's worse, laundry or dishes? Dishes. Bath or shower? Which you do prefer? Depends on the time of year. <laughs> if it's cold, cold out, I love hot baths that's awesome but otherwise shower mm -hmm. pretty much i'm a shower girl amusement park or a day at the beach amusement park <laughs> i it, love roller coasters mm -hmm. i'm a roller coaster fiend <laughs> sorry uh, net netflix or hulu netflix facebook or instagram facebook uh, which you, do you prefer, riches or happiness? Happiness. What's more important in a partner, intelligence or humor? That's hard because I don't think you can really have one without the other. I know. We get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> because if it's not intelligent humor, I don't like the humor. 
Agreed. So uh, that's, uh, that's, I, 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 I surrender on that one. <laughs> <laughs> we say, Yuli, that's called a 50 50. So when sleeping, fan or no fan? Fan. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> Gotta have that oh. fan. Yeah. And then our Did last we- one. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was like I said, fuck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I have to just say this. Um, Brooke, how much does she remind you of Candy? Oh, yeah. Candy and I, I'm telling you, Candy and I were thick as thieves from like the moment we met. I, yes. I it was funny because, yeah, you know, it, I, she came to town one time. And John called me up and he's like, oh, my God, you got to meet my friend Candy. You two are going to get along so great. And I was always I, I was I wasn't I wasn't that, that terribly confident back then. So, like, oh, no, you know, she's going to hate me, you know, whatever. And and when we met, we hit it off like, bam. I mean, and we partied. We had such a good time together. Um, yeah. No, I loved Candy. She was so amazing. Listeners, Candy is a mutual friend of all of ours, I would say. And um, she's honestly probably the biggest, most genuine personality I've ever met in my life. Just genuinely kind and giving and sweet and also um, just larger than life and so herself, you know, I don't know. She just, she went for it in every situation. There was very mm-hmm. little hesitation from her. Um, I could tell you some stories of, um, there's the, my favorite story, I think. Actually, there's two, and both involved um, uh, messing with my dad and him trying to mess with her, and usually she won. Um, Candy <laughs> did not like her egg yolks to be popped before it was time to eat the egg yolk. Um, right. And so we were at breakfast one day and she was messing with someone and they reached across the table and popped her egg yolk in the middle of the restaurant. She screamed as loud as humanly possible. (laughs) (laughs) It was lovely. I remember so vividly, like, I can't believe an adult person just did that. Thank you. Cause I was still young teenager. I was younger than Miranda, I think. And then there was another time when my parents were driving down the state of Florida um, and we we're going to meet in the middle and I had my bag and I was going to go hang out with Donna and Candy in, um, oh God, where did you live? Boca? We no. Were, no, no, we were in Fort Lauderdale. That's, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, That's what I think. And we met, we met them at the Cracker, I, think, Cracker I remember Barrel. this, we met them at the, the oh, yeah. Cracker Barrel in Melbourne. Yeah. We met them in Melbourne and, uh, the cause they were coming down from Jacksonville and we came up from Fort Lauderdale and met yeah. them kind of halfway. So, and, um, my mom, we planned it to where my dad was going to be inside the trunk, and uh, we were going to have candy. Uh, my dad planned this. Candy was supposed to open the trunk to get my bag out, and he was going to scare her from inside the trunk. So uh, everything worked according to plan. Candy goes over, opens trunk. John screams, and she literally screams, clutches her chest. Like she's like just scream shock and straight falls to the floor and stops moving like no hesitation, whatever screams, bloody murder, grabs chest, falls to the ground like she's like she's like she dropped fucking dead. That's what it was like. And then John pops up out of the tent or out of the trunk and we're all like sort of frozen for a second. And then she just starts that ridiculous loud laugh. 
And we were like, oh, <laughs> my God. No but John's, whatsoever. but John's face was like, "Oh crap! I have just killed this woman." He was, he was freaking oh. out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so he basically got what was coming to him. I think. Yes. Yeah. And she was like, "She's like, you thought you got me, but I got mm-hmm. you, honey." And all this stuff. I, was like, <laughs> I can so I can I can, t- I can absolutely picture it. Oh, I can yeah. absolutely and see it. That's, that's that perfect combination of intelligence and humor because she did. There was not a moment where she decided that she needed to get him back. It was just right. all in one swift movement. And it was perfection. It was an improv yes. professional. She, she definitely won a Academy that day. It yeah. was nice. I, I was like, yeah. Beautiful yeah. organic burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sophia, thank you so much. I so appreciate you. I'm so sorry that we kept missing each other. And I thank you okay. for being so gracious. It, it, um, I, I really enjoyed myself. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, I'll, I'll make sure and tune in. <laughs> uh, you're, you're definitely a delight. So, and we also want to thank all our listeners and uh, be sure to subscribe and rate where you like to listen. If you have any questions for us or comments, you can always uh, email us at two bees in a podcast at outlook.com. And of course we're all over social media. Yes, ma'am. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Two Bees and a Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Two Bees and a Pod C. Um, you can reach out to us on our personal accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I am at Brooke Westcar. Uh, Donna is on Facebook as Donna Brown or DJ Services by Donna Brown. Or you can find her on Instagram or Twitter at DT Donna B. DT Donna B. <laughs> Sophia, thank you so much. You've been thank just you. a good night, you guys. Nice meeting you. It was nice meeting you too. All right. Good night.